What's up, everyone? This is Philly Pat, and we are back with the Philly Pat Project. Um, appreciate everyone who has started to listen. Um, I appreciate those uh, future listeners. Um, created this podcast for a community of people to gather, be able to listen, uh, share their thoughts, get some interesting intake on things that I love. Um, if you've been listening, you already know, right? TV shows, horror, skateboarding, Philadelphia native, um, here in Asheville, North Carolina now, and I'm going to be talking about those things. Um, in our last episode uh, w- that we had, um, it was the first episode of our five guest spot episode with the future Mrs. Philly Pat who will be joining me again. This is our second episode together. Hello. Um, Yeah, so tonight, I thought it'd be great to discuss criminal TV, share some criminal thoughts, and talk about the crime TV shows that kept me uh, entertained over uh, the last, oh God, you know, 20 years or so, right? Um since I've been watching these shows. And I absolutely have to start this off properly. Crime TV and all the great shows that we'll be discussing, um, there's nothing in comparison to Breaking Bad. I just have to start this off um, the right way, right? Um, This was a show that was groundbreaking, in every way. And I think it did really well because it's one of the rare TV shows, five seasons. Um, it wasn't overdone. It wasn't um, long and drawn out. It was started off right in your face, let you know what's going on, gave you an idea. And it was one of those rare shows that I believe the final season was the best season. Like, it just kept getting better and better and better. And that's a rarity in TV. So, you know, Breaking Bad, man, it, it, it was groundbreaking. It, it, it was different, you know. Um, from a writing standpoint, this is something that was like the rags to riches, but kind of the opposite, right? Um, he started off as this, this, this good character, right? Um, for those who watched, you know. And, and he... You know, he he had a good purpose, right? He wanted to help the family out. He wanted to make sure his family was okay because right from the get-go, you know, he's just an ordinary uh, chemistry high school teacher. You know, he had a business um, prior that you learn, but, you know, from the start, he's just a simple guy and he finds out, like, his time's up, man. And he decides, you know, I'm going to use my skill set and we all know he creates the greatest meth the world has ever seen. And I actually think, and I've, I've heard theories about this, and I thought it was funny. Um, a side note is, is that on The Walking Dead, there was uh, theories that uh, when they looked in Meryl's drug bag and they saw the blue crystals, um, which is the trademark for Walter White, as he's known, uh, meth. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. They kind of had that theory going. But yeah, that that's... It's what it was, and he had so many great characters, right? Um, first and foremost, right, Walter White. I mean, 
We're going to talk about a lot of the villains throughout the seasons. Um, but hands down, he's got to go down as, as not only our protagonist, but he is the greatest villain, not only probably in TV history, because um, it's probably the greatest show, in my opinion, um, as far as its execution. But this is, this is a guy who, you know, becomes the villain that um, you don't fuck around with, right? You know? And, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Um, and, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, we're going to get into this debate. We're going to get talking about it. Babe, Breaking Bad. What do you yes, got to say? I mean, it's a great show. Um, I watched it live when it first came out. Um, yeah, I guess... I think the one thing that... when Going back and rewatching it was... Um, like, I hated Skylar the first time I watched it. But then you kind of... If you, like... You have to look at it from her perspective, though. I think. Because it was kind of a... She kind of got dealt a shitty hand there for a while. I mean, she was just quite annoying, but... And you were supposed to not like her, but, you know, towards the end, you realize that Walter White is the true villain. Yeah. Um, there's also Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Um, great character. He was the relatable one, I feel like, for me anyway, because, um, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in recovery, but... Yeah, I mean, and then there's Hank, and there's just a lot of really good characters, and it just, it was so well written, and you just kept watching it because you wanted to know how it ended, and how it ended was perfect, but it also was very upsetting at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm also in recovery, so I have to agree that Jesse's journey uh, on this show um, is really relatable, you know, he's just a neighborhood kid. He's small time. He's kind of just feeding his own habits and, you know, just trying to survive. And then his, you know, old high school teacher, the fucking great Walter White, you know, he comes up to him and is like, hey, let's get into business. And his life just turns upside down. And it's like, you know, his disease and his own own addictions got worse. His His hunger for money you know, definitely um, for all the characters, you know, it's it's the main driving point. Right. But that really kind of pushed him towards the edge. And then it was kind of it was kind of it was really sad um, in that last season. Right. Like he finally I think it was Andrea um, was the character's name. He like developed this relationship with this girl and he like started to see that he could turn his life around. And, you know, he, he wanted to do right. You know, um, he wanted to, he was the exact opposite. It's like in the beginning, he's the drug dealer and, and Walter, you know, Walter is the, uh, you know, just the ordinary guy. And by the end, it kind of flips and now he's the main fucking guy and, and, and he's the villain. And I felt bad, you know, that, 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 you know, she had to die and it, and it kind of pushed him over the edge. But talk about villains, man, I think outside of you know, Walter, um, Gus, obviously, you know, carried through like two, three seasons. He, he was a very vocal, um, and, and needed character to, to kind of, in a way be like, you know, is Walter the bad guy? Is Jesse the bad guy? 
Gus is definitely the bad guy, but like, you know, um, Todd, you know, the one who kills Andrea, right? Like he was, he was kind of the most vicious character, you know, like in my opinion, he was just a straight sociopath who like, you know, he seems innocent, but he's cold calculating and, you know, he's like, ah, he personal and everything. And, you know, I thought it was like you said, with the ending, I, I thought him being able to snap his fucking neck you know, was very, very great for Jesse's character. Um, and, uh, I don't you know, even know, like, where that dude came from. He was like, if I remember, they were looking in season five for ways to hide their distribution and be able to still cook. And I think he was like, they were pest, pest control. And, like, he knew of some houses. And, like, he was he worked in, like, pest control and stuff. And he was able to, like, get them houses to cook. Um, okay. And then, obviously, his uncle, who, you know, the one of the greatest scenes is Hank. Um, rest in peace to his character. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched. But fucking Hank goes out like a fucking trooper in one of the greatest fucking shootouts in television history, right? And he... You know, um, Todd's uncle uh, is, you know, leader of a gang, skinhead gang, I think it was, and like major, major drug uh, trafficker. And they're out in the desert and he's like, you know, fucking tell him, Walter, like you're the smartest fucking guy, you know, I've ever fucking met. Obviously, because he's tracking him the whole time, right? Um until they, you know, he figures it all out, which was really well written. And, yeah, like, fucking goes out like a champ. You know, obviously he's got to die um, for Walter's story to take that turn it needs at the end. But, yeah, everyone gets shot. Everyone everyone but Jesse, you know what I mean? Walks, you know, doesn't walk away. And it's one of those shows that, like, I don't think if it was done that way would have been so great. Because, I mean, this is the drug world. This is... It's crime TV. These are criminals. You know, it's criminal TV, and there's no other way to write it. Um, but there's definitely some powerful moments, and um, I don't think there's going to be a TV show that will ever break the break a claim and, and and come on the scene like that again. So, you know, that that's if you're going to talk crime TV, that's absolutely going to have to be. But, but you know, I thought, like I said earlier, season five was the best. Um, it was so, so well written. Um, and, but what's, what, what about you? You know, like, do, can you look back and think of like a season that really stood out to you? I mean, what stands out to me the most was when, uh, Hank figured it out in the garage scene. Yeah. That was really, uh, I don't know. That was a long time coming. It was really, it was really, uh, fulfilling I guess it was I don't know I really enjoyed that scene um I think anybody who wasn't a fan of that show could relate to that it was just it was like finally finally they know and I don't know Walter White was such an asshole at the end um he like just didn't care about anyone or anything and and it was it was just such a it was really disheartening the way him and Jesse's relationship played out because, I don't know, it always seemed like a father-son kind of a thing and then he just kind of went off to a different path and Jesse was 
a good person deep down, so he never really got to that point that Walter White did. Yeah, I I agree, but I also think, at least at the end there, like, Jesse's story takes that, like, horrible turn in season five where he's, like, kidnapped by Todd and his uncle and everything, and he's, like, forced into, like, you know, slave cooking and shit. But, like, at least by the end, Walter came back for him, and he made sure that Jesse could get away, and he wanted Jesse out of it, and he didn't really care about that. And, and he... And that, and that, to me, is the greatest scene. You know, um, another character I quickly mentioned was Mike. Um, absolutely great, and... Um, he was like that henchman of Gus's who, you know, um, you learn more in, in, in Better Call Saul, which is another show, um, that is great in its own right. But, you know, you, and Saul, absolutely one of the best characters, um, Bob Odansky. Um, uh, what's his name? Bob Odansky. Odenkirk. Odenkirk. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she's going to correct me on this podcast because I can sometimes be terrible in my pronunciations. Thank you. Um, Saul, you know, absolutely was like probably one of the most criminal of them all just because just of his position as a lawyer and all the dirty, shady shit he was doing. Um, but getting back to it, you know, um, again, Mike was a great character. But uh, I think scene that stood out to me was uh, was two obviously when Skylar's like freaking out and doesn't really know the extent of who her husband has become you know I am the one who knocks you know like that was greatly written it was very tense it was very like that's when you saw you know he was fully embraced in the Walter White character and like he was full on fucking villainous. But I think the greatest scene has to be at the end of the, of, of the show in the finale when he gets that opportunity to see his daughter um, and see his wife. And, you know, she's like, I don't want another apology. Like, how you can't even apologize for this, you know, or say you did it for me. And he's like, I, I did it because I liked it. And I was good at it. And I think that that was like, I think it would have been anticlimactic if he kept going with that. Like, he finally just confessed. Like, I loved who I was and what I did. And I did it for me. Like, I didn't do it for anyone else but me. And I think that's like at least some type of like salvation for him in that like fucked up way, you know? I don't know if it's salvation, but he definitely finally admitted to his, uh, motive behind doing everything for so long because he had enough money to uh he had enough money to you know keep his family afloat for quite some time so yeah yeah great show great show definitely recommended um but we got a lot of criminal TV to talk about, and I'm going to hand it over to you for a little bit. Um, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire was one of my favorite shows. Um, definitely watched it quite a few times. It, again, is um, only five seasons. I think Breaking Bad was five seasons, yeah. too, right? Yep. Yeah, so they, they kept it shorter so it didn't you know get over-redundant and ridiculous, um, which I really appreciated but uh boardwalk empire man 
Uh, it's about prohibition, um, and Nookie Thompson and how he, you know, just keeps alcohol sales going even though it's illegal at the time. Um, a lot of murder, a lot of, I don't know, scandals, everything. It's just a really interesting show, um... And, you know, you can't go wrong with Steve Buscemi. He's just, he's a really good actor. and Yeah, he nailed that role. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it other than, like, I definitely recommend it if you are into crime dramas, uh, you know, shows that make you think. Um, you don't really see some of the things coming. Um, I don't really want to spoil anything if you ah. haven't watched it. Ah, that's what we do. We do. Sorry, that's what we're going to do. These are shows that have been out for a long time. And, you know, if it's spoiler to you, it's spoiler to you. But, uh, you know, um, Boardwalk Empire, yeah. Um, just to add, you know, you can, like like she said, you can't go wrong with Steve Buscemi. Um, he's an outstanding actor. And, you know, he's nooky, you know. And he, it's his empire. And like the missus said, you know, like this is um, set in the Prohibition era um back in back in the early 20s and and early 30s when alcohol was not legal in this country and there was a lot of gangs you know like any crime show you know it's about the money it's about the power um and there's a lot of death and i think um what really shocked me about the show um and you know even though it's only 5 seasons um was the death at the end of season two. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy, thank you. Because um, he was his right-hand man. Um, those first, you know, season and a half, two seasons, because it was pretty much at the end of season two when that happened. Um, he's his right-hand man. Like like she said, there's so much scandals. And, uh, you know, it's not that Jimmy's character didn't have it coming. He did. Um for sure. Um, but at the same time, like, he's one of those likable characters where you're like, you're hoping maybe they'll talk it out, you know? Like, maybe they'll talk it out or maybe can, something can work to the favor or, you know, but this is a show that, like, hit you like Breaking Bad. Like, you know, this is like, we're going for the gut punches. And I thought that show early on, it was, it was like, why are they doing this? You know, like, um, we at least at the time knew a season three was coming. So you're like, where are you going to go with this? And, you know, um, obviously, uh, if you've seen the show, um, it all has to come to an end eventually, right? And Jimmy's kid, man, gets him on, you know, right on the boardwalk, man. Right when he thinks he's scot-free and kind of won everything and, and got his affairs in order and boom. You know what I mean? It's got to end with the death of the man who's kind of set off the tone, you know, and it's, it's one of those shows that is super well written. The dialogue is really good. Um, it's very much set in that time and era, um, with the way it was written and how the characters and, or how, or, or how people back then would have acted in those situations. Cause it's not a true story, but it's definitely based on true things, you know, for that error. Yeah. Know? I mean, they had Al Capone in there and he was a great character. Um, I just thought they did a really good job of showing how hot-tempered he was. Um, 
But yeah, and, you know, Stephen Graham did a really good job of playing him. I mean, you can't also forget, you know, Margaret. Yeah. Um, she, her character was really interesting to watch uh, grow. Because, you know, in the beginning, she's just this, like, beaten housewife. Um, yeah, she... there's a lot of women beating in the show. Um, unfortunately, or to the excitement of whoever, I don't know, is fucked up fucked up and into that, but there's definitely a lot of that, and uh, I agree. Um, well, I mean, it was the era. Um, it was very common for, especially because she was an immigrant, so. Um, but, yeah, she she was a very intelligent and powerful woman, so I thought they did a good job of, you know, keeping her kind of true to her character, Um because even though she does end up with Nookie, she she sees how how different they are and how they won't they won't you know they would never last together with their opposing views. But she was a good really good character, and Jimmy's mom was also a very important female character. Um, I forget her name on the show, but um, her character was all fucked up. I mean, yeah. She was, I guess, prostituted since she was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, so it's she's like survival kinda, for her. Yeah. Where her character played out. Yeah, so she was. She ended up in a mental institution at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, again, um, a lot of these shows we're going to talk about. You know, they're not all. There's no happy endings. You know, um, this is this is gritty and this is criminal and and, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, all the characters end up in their own, like, hells, per se, um, whether they make it or not. And uh, one of the characters that I did like um, on the show uh, for the time he spent on it, and rest in peace to him, uh, Chalky uh, was a, a pretty good character. And that kind of sets us up for the next show we're going to talk about because it's played by the late um, Michael Kenneth Williams. Um, and, uh, you know what that means, right? You know, we're going to talk about it. The Wire. The Wire. Oh, man. That show is the one that started all, you know? Um, although it's, it's in my top for sure, um, of favorite shows of that genre. Um, and it's a show that I think everyone has watched. Um, I don't think there's any spoilers that we can really give you about that show. Um, but I mean, Baltimore. You know, it's a city known for for some for some things uh, in the corruption and the violence and the uh, you know the drug dealing and just all the murder. Um, and uh, you know, I've actually personally been to Baltimore and spent some time there frequently, skating and 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 for some work. So you know, I kind of know what it's like there. And that show is spot on about what's going on there. Um, the Wire and another show I'm going to talk about, which is all from the same writers and, and creators. I'll get to that later in the episode. But The Wire, I mean, you know, Baltimore era, you know, um, you have cops who are scandalous. You have cops who are trying to do their job, you know, and clean up the streets. And, uh, you know, you have one of the greatest characters played uh by the late michael um in omar right like this is the guy who comes on and 
And at first, he's like kind of minor, you know. Um, we know that he plays a central role in this show, um, but he's like kind of, you know, a minor character. You know, he's a street, he's a street um, criminal uh, who, you know, like kind of keeps to himself, but like he stands his ground. And when he sees wrongs within the drug, uh, the drug wars and the fights going on, man, like he steps in where is needed and a lot of death, a lot of death. And, and the show had so many good fucking characters, you know, um, one of the most important characters, uh, Stringer Bell, um, who meets his demise. I think it was season three, um, set up so beautifully and, executed and executed by Omar, right? Um, because his his character, um, Stringer, you know, like, scandalous dude, right? Um, kills off, you know, family members and, and associates and anyone who gets in his fucking way and he thinks he's on the top. And that was a show that really shocked you too, you know, because, again, five-season five show, Boom. Season three. Boom. Fucking smoked. Shot. Done. You know, um, and it's just kind of like continuously does that, you know, uh, Method Man um, in one of his first acting roles um, was in the show. Uh, who else, man? Um, who else is in the show? Yeah. Like what other characters can we talk about on how fucking great it was written and just how awesome it was? I really liked Bubbles. Ah, okay. Bubbles was, uh, he was a, I guess, kind of like an informant, but he was also a drug addict. Yeah. And he did a really good job at um, acting out that role. I mean, he was somebody that you cared about. You, you saw his character progress over time. Um, I just really enjoyed his... Uh, his character and you know he like that one his one buddy that dies and how he gets clean it's just a it's a good storyline it is and i think this show also opened up a lot of acting careers right um those who might not know right a lot of you know in uh, 2022 you know one of the actors who's just really stepped up played in some of my favorite movies um michael b jordan played the young Wallace and he was the first character on that show um, who just got caught in the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong lifestyle. And it was fucked up. He got fucking shot by his own friends because it's kill or be killed. And that's what that show was letting you know is even in some of the deaths, it's not even really personal, but it's personal to us as the viewers. You know, um, it's just how the, the drug trade is, right? And um, I think the only character on that show uh, who kind of stayed true to his character, um, Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, he's probably the only cop who was trying to do the right thing. And even though he got some people killed and, like, you know, um, he got put in some tough situations, he was the... I guess for the good side, the one cop who like stuck true to like not being tempted by the corruption because a lot of the cops on the show you do find out are are equally as involved as as characters like Stringer and um, I thought that that was good to show that like 
was a show where like you can root for either side and there was storylines going on. Um, but it was shock value. And, and uh, yeah. Well, I, and I also enjoyed the ending where, you know, it kind of went full circle. They were like, you know, so, some of these people made it out alive. Some of them didn't. But the cycle continues. You know, the one kid ended up as a heroin addict and then homeless. And, you know, the other one is turned into Omar. And, you know. Speaking like, of Omar. This cycle just keeps going. I mean, it's it's very realistic. I think before we conclude our thoughts on The Wire, I think the one moment on that show that struck everyone by surprise, and that show was really good at surprising you, um, was Omar's death. I mean, after everything Omar went through from being a, a drug addict and being homeless and you know, all the shootouts and everything. He just wanted to get a pack of smokes at the corner store and the kid just popped them. That was the only way he was going to go, though, because he was he was never going to be taken out by somebody who wanted to take him out. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, it's definitely the cycle. Like, if this, this kid in that moment felt, if I'm the one to take out Omar, you know, a known badass and a known, you know, fucking, like, you know, that guy of the neighborhood, like, he would be able to step up and be that person. And really, and the show was very good at, you know, getting you to relate with the characters in the sense that this is just street life. Like, this is just survival. Like, none of it is is truly personal. I mean, there was definitely personal moments and personal, like, killings, but this was a show that was like, oh, if you're going to be in this lifestyle or even living in the surroundings that you are, which is so relatable, um, especially growing up in Philly, not far, from, you know, from Baltimore. It's it's very similar in the same way. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I said... Um, it's a six-episode mini-series. Just came out this year, and it's actually a true story. Um, and I thought it was done super, super well. Uh, same writers, creators behind The Wire was We Own the City. Um, if you don't know the story, this was about Wayne Jenkins, uh, who was a Baltimore city cop. Um, he ran a gun force task gun force task force. Um, he was supposed to clean up the streets of illegal firearms and narcotics, and um, he did not. He actually uh, ran one of the most ruthless uh, criminal organizations um, in that city's history, um, a Baltimore same setting. Um, and, uh, it was done really, really super well, really, really well. Um, they brought back one of the actors, um, and one of the characters who actually played a, uh, good cop, um, in comparison to his, uh, role in The Wire. Um, but I have to say that, um, the actor, uh, who plays... Wayne Jenkins, um, the great chain from The Walking Dead, um, John Bernthal, um, absolutely great actor. 
Um, and I don't think they could have got anyone else to play this role. Um, he was just so, like his character was so um, cunning, um, sociopathic, um, and it just played out really, really well. Um, it told you the story from the information and the perspective that they had, and they stayed true to it. Um, but it was gritty. It was gritty. And it was, uh, you know, just kind of like scary, right? Because um, this was a true story. And for those who may have been affected, you know, like that's absolutely a shame. Um, and, you know, I hope everyone is okay. But um, with this show, man, like it was just in your face right from the beginning. You know, um, this is a guy who like wanted to do well, but, you know, like we were talking about with The Wire, the cycle continues, the cycle continues. And a corrupted cop kind of showed him the way. And then he just started taking over um, his own little organization. And he rose the ranks. And it took him a long, long time. Um, but we're dealing with uh, an epidemic um, of heroin. And it's kind of what pinches him in the end, you know. Um, and he didn't even realize... Where it took him so long to realize how much damage he caused, you know, um, and the actor did it really well. And he tried to convince you like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not this bad guy. I'm doing right things because he did make busts and he did do some good. Uh, but in the end, all of it was just tainted. All of it was just tainted. People got murdered. Um, because of his actions, whether directly or indirectly. And, you know, it was a, I wish it was longer. Um, it was a show that like, yeah, it only needs six episodes to tell the story. Excuse me, tell the story. But um, it was a show that I wish could have went longer because um, it was just done so well. Um, like I said, uh, John is such a fantastic actor and he has had many good acting roles throughout his career. But this is one where I felt like, you know, um, he had to go to a different place um, and, and, and use a different set of, uh, you know, acting method for this. And it was done really, really well. Um, the actor uh, they brought back from The Wire. Um, There's a, quite a few actors that they brought back from The Wire. Yeah, um, but uh, he plays this character, Sean. And he's this good cop who, you know, at the end, you, they kind of leave it to where, like, maybe it was on himself. I don't want to get into too much of that because there was a lot of controversy for that particular storyline. Um, but he was trying to do good. And it just shows you this revolving door of people who, like, were all influenced by Wayne um, to do these horrible, horrible things and make a lot of money and hurt a lot of people. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was just a really, really good show, you know? Um, I mean, I've only watched it once like you, but I don't, my memory is not as good as yours. I mean, I remember I enjoyed the show. It was very good, but little details I can't really remember much of, uh, but yeah, I mean it was it was a good show, it was interesting. It was I would like to rewatch it. Um but I mean, you know, being a fan of The Wire, it made it easy for me to um get into that show. It was just very 
well done, well acted, and it got right to the point. So. Okay. All right. Um. So, uh, let's see here. We got a couple more. Okay. All right. We've talked about those. So, um, this was a show that I watched from the beginning. Um, it was one of my favorite shows. Um, it was a Showtime show called Ray Donovan. Um, and it was played by the great Lee Schreiber, um, who has had a fantastic career. And he's come in and plays this character, Ray Donovan, um, who is one of three brothers, um, and they're their own criminals, um, all in their own way. Um, but it was so well acted, um, and so, so very, very different. Um, he's this fixer and, uh, he cleans up crimes and he cleans up problems of very, very, very powerful people, um, in the Los Angeles area. Um, his character comes from Boston and, uh, you know, he's got, um, you know, a wife and kids and, uh, in the beginning, his dad's like in prison and comes out of prison, played by the great uh, John Voight. Um, and it was just so much going on. You know, you had comical moments. You had a lot of drama. Um, you had a lot of um, action. Um, not overdone, over-the-top kind of action, um, if you can understand that. But, uh, yeah, it was just a show that, like, really caught my attention. Um, a lot of Showtime shows um, are on my personal favorite list. And uh, I think that just goes to show how great Showtime is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ray Donovan was just a show that, that I felt was very different and very good in its uh, storyline. And... Um, just want to make sure that I have my information correct because um, I just finished uh, the movie. They did a movie to conclude everything. I was glad they got to do that and kind of bring everything together. But um, getting more into the characters. So, you know, you have Terry who um, is played by Eddie Marson. And he is uh, the, o- the older brother and he was a boxer and he... Um, because of his dad, you find out, um, he kind of, uh, you know, um, has these tremors and these medical issues and he has a younger brother, Bunchy, uh, who, you know, he comes from a traumatic background from things in Boston. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, like I said, um, his father, Mickey, who was in prison, played by John Voight, comes out and chaos ensues. Um, just a lot of family drama and a lot of family dynamics. Um, but there was so many good characters. Um, his wife, Abby, um, his daughter, Bridget, who plays and kind of grows throughout the show as like just someone who accepts her father for who he is and just kind of that cycle of trauma um, repeating itself. Um, most of the show, he has uh, Lena, uh, who's kind of like, works for Ray and helps him to like clean up the messes of Hollywood. And they had a lot of good, um, 
you know, cameos. Uh, Katie Holmes was in season three, and that was an interesting story. Um, the first five seasons, Avi, played by the great um, Stephen Bauer, um, he uh, was also working for Ray, and it was just a show, again, like, it's so hard to pinpoint, but it's just so different, it's so well-written, um, and it's just all these crazy stories that centrally just kind of tear the family apart, but also bring them together at the same time. Um, I do feel that uh, it's a show that was longer. It was seven seasons um, and a two-hour movie to conclude everything. Um, I think they landed it the best they could. Um, you know, throughout the show, he loses his wife. Um, you know, he loses uh, some of his partners that he's worked with and small characters, you know, go. Um, but at the end, it's left in this position where, like, because of the actions of Mickey, um, the father, it always starting with the, you know, it always starts with the father. Um, you learn on this show. Um it just ends with, you know, his daughter having to do what was necessary to end the trauma and, and you're left wondering what happens with Ray. So it's kind of kind of anticlimactic, but at the same time, like wraps the story up in conclusion. Um, the brothers, you know, have their own journey and kind of come to their own peace through all the things they deal with. And uh, yeah, Ray Donovan, babe, what do you think? Ray Donovan was a good show. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as you do. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch, for sure. Um, I would say my favorite part of the show is probably the dynamic between the three brothers. Um, they all have very interesting backgrounds, and it's kind of like, you just really... They're so... Uh, the characters of the brothers are very complex. They all have very fucked up backgrounds and they're trying to all figure out who they are and how they fit in the family. And the father is just a mess. And the whole entire time, you're just wishing someone would kill him off. At least I was. Because um, he would just destroy everything. I mean, they would have been better off without him. But, I mean, it still is their father. Um... But yeah, I thought it was a it was a good TV show. Um Okay. Um in conclusion, we have two more that we're going to touch on. Um and I think I think it's important to touch on Ozark. Uh Ozark was a show that came out about 6 years ago. Um, the great, written and acted beautifully by the great Jason Bateman, um, who, although is known for his comedy roles, um, and has a big background in that, uh, genre, um, came onto this show and just played a character in which we all thought, or at least I thought, like, I wish I could think like this guy, cause he's so fucking quick on his feet, um, but Ozark is this show. Jason Bateman plays this accountant. And he is laundering money for a cartel. Um, of course, in the beginning, his friend and partner fucks the cartel over. And you learn very quickly 
And I think all crime TV tells you, you don't fuck with the cartel. They will find out. So, you know, his friend immediately executed and Jason Bateman, quick on his feet, um, I think his friend gave him a pamphlet to the Ozarks where, you know, you get the show name and a lot of the show takes place. But, uh, you know, he's um, he's about to be executed and bam, you know, he uh, decides to pitch this idea that he could go to the Ozarks and get them their money back and a lot more um, because where he's from in Chicago, things are getting really tough. You know, the FBI and the police are all, the DEA, they're all kind of like honing in on the operations and, uh, they say, okay, right? And, um, you meet a lot of great characters along the way. Um, absolutely the best character is Ruth. Um, <laughs> she was that bitch, excuse my language, but she was, man. I mean, she was just this young, like, 20-something-year-old fucking uh, girl from the South, from the Midwest area, you know. And she is just a criminal by nature. Her family are criminals. Her cousins are criminals. Her father was a criminal. And she just finds her way into Marty's life um, by doing criminal shit. And it just transpires. Um but touching on the characters, you know, the kids, they have their own story. Um, sometimes you like them, sometimes you don't. Um, they, to me, weren't any part of the show that I personally cared about. Um, but a character I absolutely hated. But you kind of like her at the same time because she creates enough dynamic. Is Laura Linney and Wendy Bird. Um, Laura Lenny plays... Uh, Wendy Bird, and uh, she was just annoying. Um, I couldn't stand her for most of the show. It's it always t- the annoying wife. Yeah, it's got it is. I think it's like a dynamic, right? But you know, she commits a fair in the beginning and puts him in situations, and she's just a uh, like. I guess you can understand from her perspective why she did what she did, but fuck her. Um, that's how I felt, and she just. She bought into what needed to be done. You know, I'll give her that. Um, But it really took her till the end of the show for you to realize that she kind of had the fucking entire situation under her control. You learn very well that even though she's just starts off as this wife who's scared and and, um, you know, trying to be supportive to her husband. You learn that Marty really isn't any, um, you know, doesn't really have the control he thinks he has. You know, Wendy is completely in control and you have this love-hate relationship um, with her character. Um, But, I don't know, you know. um, I think Wendy was, I never really liked Wendy. I mean, she had moments where you felt sorry for her for certain things, but I think overall she was just an entitled bitch. Um, To be perfectly honest, I mean, you touched on Ruth. Ruth is a very important character. Everyone loves Ruth. Um, You know, may she rest in peace. Yeah, spoiler alert. The great ones can never make it to the end. I guess with the exception of Marty. But, um, you know, this show, like... 
the first season was really well. Um, I really enjoyed. You learned that he was just one of the people in the organization, um, but the uh, cartel, uh, the guy who played him. Uh, no, sorry, um, Delarado. Um, he was the first introduction to the cartel. Um, in season one and which was really shocking because very important characters in this show um, we just kind of got to name them so we don't forget um, there was Darlene and the Snells and they have a very important role they are local Ozark drug lords and um, they run everything there um, you also eventually find out who the leader of the cartel is and its character named Omar, um, who for a while, uh, the go-to to speak with him was this lawyer, uh, named Helen. Now this show really, really, I wish would have found its footing because I personally didn't like the end. Um, not just because Ruth had to for her character, she had to go because she just crossed the line. Um, and that's just how it goes. But the first, like, three and a half seasons of this show um, is just knockout punch after knockout punch. I mean, at the end of season one, you don't expect Del Rio to go. And Darlene doesn't like a comment. Um, he insulted her. Blows his fucking head off. Um and Darlene, you know, uh, season two, you find out very much like uh, Wendy's character. You kind of find out in the sense, at least um, at that point, that she's kind of the head of everything. Um, and she kind of knows how to play her role and what is needed to be done. She offs her husband, um, who doesn't have a lot of really importance to the story. Um but she does become very central in the driving point to Ruth and the way her story ends because uh, after she kills her husband, um, I think it was season three, she ends up getting um, involved with Wyatt, who is a very, very likable character. Um, he's just a dumb kid in love. With he, a, an old woman. Yeah. <laughs> did not see that coming. No, that that could that was quite uncomfortable a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, he gets into the wrong relationship and it costs him his life. And that's kind of what leads to Ruth doing, you know, she kills the guy who, who killed him. And that's a big no-no for the cartel. And, you know, by the end, it's like, um, that's just how it is because... Uh, you do learn in season four, Omar's got a sister, and that's that's just how it is. The women do have a lot of power on this show, which for women is really fucking awesome because it's a rarity that you see that type of dynamic where the women have more power in the criminal world, which I thought was really brilliant, and kudos to Jason Bateman for writing that. Kudos for Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason, I mean, that's, Jason Bateman's the reason I started watching the show, honestly, because I used to love Arrested Development, which is a completely different storyline, it's a comedy, but I've always enjoyed Jason Bateman, I think he's a very good actor, Um, and he did a really good job in this, 
in this role. Um, but yeah, Ozark. You can't go bad with Ozark. I've never heard a bad thing said about Ozark. But. Probably except the end for some people. Yeah. But I, I do think that for how the story was written, again, much like we talked about Ray Donovan, it all comes back to like what you surround your kids with and kind of the environment. And towards the end, when it's coming down on the birds, they do make it out. But at the same time, you're left questioning what's going to happen with the children and the direction they're going to take because they're equally exposed all the kids are exposed to everything and play their central parts but um it was definitely a show that like brought back those feelings of like the wire or breaking bad like it was a show that came on and really grasped the attention um but in wrapping up um i just want to comment on a show that kind of uh kind of like the wire set up set up everything um as we're Wrapping up here, Sopranos. Sopranos was the show that I think everyone, including myself, when it first aired, were left with, like, I'm about to smash my fucking TV, right? Um, what happened to Tony Soprano, right? Um, I think we all have drawn our conclusions on what happened um, if you watch the show. But again, this is a show um, that was so likable because you naturally should not root for Tony. But you root for Tony the whole fucking time. Um, you know that his uncle is uh, very devious. Um, you know, there's cousins, there's friends, and everyone is trying to get on top. Um, and Tony, throughout this show, learns very quickly um, that, you know, people are going to try to take it from him. Um and they're going to come after him. And I think, you know, like I said, with that ending, um, it kind of, uh, you kind of can draw the, the, the logical conclusion on what happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just a show that you can't not name, right? It's a, it's a groundbreaking show that I enjoyed watching. Um, I was able to binge it uh, when I finally got around to it, which was cool. Um, cause it came out, uh, when I was a kid, but, um, it's definitely a show that I enjoyed watching for many reasons. Um, I love the Sopranos. It's definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, you know, Edie Falco is an amazing actress and she did such a good role as his wife. Um, just like everything that she, um, has to go through with, um, him and his, you know, cheating and all of the scandals that go on. And it's just really, um, just a really good show to watch. And then, you know, there's like every other show we've discussed, like there's so many different characters and you get to like learn all of their different stories and it makes you just fall in love with the characters even more. Um, not a big fan of his kids, never really cared too much about him. It was kind of like what you were saying with Ray Donovan. Um, yeah. I could take him or leave him. Um, I think they're just kind of in there as fillers. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I, it was, they like really just killed off characters that you really liked and really heart, like heartfelt ways. And when, you know, Tony had to kill his, was his, his, uh, Nephew. Nephew, yeah, yeah, Chris. I mean, that was... 
sorry. Yeah, that just was... a fucked up scene, but I mean, there is only so much you can do for him at this point. I mean, he was just a fuck up. He just kept fucking up. Yeah, I think that was the death that, like, struck me the most. Um, just because you know deep down Tony didn't want to do it. Um, Tony killed a lot of people, including his friends, a lot of characters, um, with no remorse and no problem, and then talked to his therapist about it. I mean, that was She was a great character. Yeah, and that's what really made the show different, is you have this mob show where, like, he's talking to a therapist, and, uh... You know, he just kind of like it's. It was very different, and it's what made the show what it was. And he had the dream sequences too. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, but when he killed Chris, it was the one death that I think he didn't want to go through with and second guessed, but knew that for the sake of the children and 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 you know the damage that that uh you know Chris was causing that that it had to happen and um. But again, you know, we know all know how it ends, um, which, you know, again, is up to interpretation. My conclusion is Tony got whacked because uh, definitely at the end of season six, another great, very short um, series as far as how many seasons they did, which made it great. But, you know, there was the discussion on the boat about if you got whacked, you probably wouldn't even hear it. So, um, anyone who's trying to figure that out, it's probably a good conclusion to cause, uh, to draw, excuse me. Um, and the many saints of Newark can tell you a little bit more about the dynamics of Chris and, uh, Tony's upbringing and rising to things, um, which was a good movie. And that's something, uh, you know, for a later time. I just wanted to touch on Janice real fast, his sister, because she was just the most annoying character ever. Ever. She was the most... That's all I really wanted to say. I just (laughs) wanted to bring up Tony Soprano's sister and how obnoxious she was. But she was necessary, but oh my god, that woman drove you nuts. Well, um, yeah, that's our criminal thoughts. (laughs) Um... Wish we had more time, but we are drawing to our conclusion. Um, I just want to say that this has been fun. We appreciate, and I appreciate Brooke coming on. Um, I wish we had more time to talk about uh, some of these shows because, again, these are really, really, really good shows. Um, They're all monumental in their own ways, and they're shows in which... Uh, you enjoy a lot of the characters and the storylines, um, and it brings a lot of murder, and there's a lot of criminalist, devious shit going on, which is always a joy to watch, uh, especially when they're played by many great actors. Rest in peace to those who are no longer with us. Um, but again, we always thank everyone for coming and joining us. Um, I enjoy uh, doing this. Um, We have three more uh, guest spots for Brooke um, coming up. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, some things that we really, really enjoy. Because like I said, horror is our thing, and we have some of that coming up, so that'll be fun to discuss. Um, But thank you again to those who are listening and to our future uh listeners we thank you in advance for taking the time to listen to us 
um, and me, because um, there's a lot of cool things that we're going to be talking about. Um, but join us. Uh, we will be doing three more, and it's going to be fun. Uh, this is the Philly Pat Project, and this is Philly Pat signing off. See you.